0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Thank Godzilla. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's time to party. Hey, That means it's Godzilla. Uh, welcome everybody to our Godzilla podcast here at the Critically Acclaimed Network. We're reviewing every single Godzilla movie in order. My name is William Bibbiani, I'm a critic for The Wrap and Slash Film, and everybody calls me Bibbs.
1: Hi, my name is Whitney Seibold, and I'm drunk on
0: berry juice, <laughs> just like my hero King Kong. He, he t- fought a giant squid he, to get in here today. He taught
1: me how to drink. <laughs> uh, my name is Whitney Seibold, I too am a film critic, I write for Slash Film, and uh yeah, King Kong is an
0: alcoholic, we have learned. King, King Kong has, has a problem, but King Kong has a lot of problems with this movie, actually. We are talking about uh, the one of the biggest hits in this era of Godzilla. One of We're, the um, highest
1: attended
0: Godzilla movies in Japan. Which is saying a lot. Hmm. Uh, and really Like, to one, this day. And really one of the biggest team-up movies ever, especially at the time. Oh, yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla, not to be confused with Godzilla versus Kong. Now, some of you may remember that Whitney Seibold and myself... We were part of a movie trivia competition called the Movie Trivia Schmodown. That's right. In which we competed against various other film critics and other personalities to see who knew the most movie trivia. And one of my moments where I was just like seething was when someone said, uh, asked the question uh, on Twitter. And I was like, hey, you know, I know you want to give everyone a bit of benefit of the doubt. So, mm-hmm. like, if, you, if the answer to the question is Godzilla versus Kong, but you said King Kong versus Godzilla. Would that be correct? Hmm. And Christian Harlow was like, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no,
1: no, no. no There's those, a whole
0: other movie. Those are two different movies. Those are totally different <laughs> movies. Those are totally different movies. And uh, so you may the, have seen uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. That's a very different movie from the 1962 version, which is a very strange beast. Uh, well, so King Kong, of course, came out
1: in the United States in 1933. And it was uh, Sh- Shudsek and... Um, uh, Marion C. Uh, C. Cooper. Marion C. Cooper. Uh, and they were um, nature photographers, but also special effects guys. Like they, they did. Um, they
0: would go to like different parts like, of the yeah, world like and film people, far away documentaries, and sort of they would thing. fake a lot of it. Oh yeah. But the idea was the the appeal to the people in the American theaters was I'm going to get a look at what it's like to live somewhere where I'm not, and there's yeah. going to be uh, man eating animals, and there's going to be amazing locales, and. Mm. Uh, someone probably died making it which is a very common occurrence and yeah. Sh-
1: Shitsak and Cooper made this movie it was a huge yeah. hit
0: great yeah. uh, special effects
1: yeah and so like King uh, Kong what... was,
0: like the special effects version of that where we find a giant monster rather than just a yeah. lion or a leopard or something
1: there's, there's some debate as to whether or not uh, King Kong counts as a kaiju um, mm-hmm. I would say the King Kong in this movie does but I yeah. would say that the uh, the version we saw in the 1933 movie different animal uh, why
0: why why because uh, here's here's the here's, uh, here's the big reason why <laughs> i think it's because the term kaiju mm. didn't come along until after godzilla yeah it pre- predates pre- um, predates that on the other hand i think it counts i think it's right. fine. Um, i'm not gonna fight anyone if you no fight, i'm, I'm not kaiju. i'm really not gonna throw it i'm not passionate just, uh, about it at all
1: but uh the animator for the original King Kong, mm. a guy Willis named O'Brien. Willis O'Brien, who is incredibly talented, a lot of really wonderful special effects. The special effects in the original King Kong, I st- I still think look great. They do uh, from 1933. Uh, it's a lot were. of lot of force per- uh, mm-hmm. force perspective. There was a lot of uh, rear projection with stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird models and close ups, mm-hmm. and all together just. You believe that ape is there, even though it looks like a movie special.
0: W- Willis O'Brien didn't invent stop-motion mm-hmm. animation, but he's one of the first people to become famous for it. Mm-hmm. King Kong's a big part of that. wasn't the first film he did it for. But it was such a painstaking operation that he really practically did it all himself, because he mm-hmm. couldn't trust anyone else to even... If someone else moves my model a centimeter, I have to start all over again, because yeah. I can only do one... Frame And he's the only one keeping it track in
1: his mind. But even
0: then, even with that level of difficulty and complexity, he added unnecessary moments of characterization Mm. to King Kong that made King Kong feel like more than just a visual effect and made King Kong feel like a character. Uh, King Kong is one of the most influential movies ever made Mm. in a wide variety of reasons. A lot of them Mm. technical, some of them narrative. Uh, And And I think uh, it's fair to say that without king kong and the movies of its ilk maybe we wouldn't have the godzilla cycle as we know it because even you know those movies were based mm. off of uh uh giant monster movies of the 1950s from america that were also based on king kong yeah so uh,
1: radiation uh, we've talked about this was sort of like the big new bugaboo uh king kong in the original movie was just a giant animal.
0: Yep, just from an island that was mm. lost to time. You know, it was yeah. like it was like the Galapagos, but it had dinosaurs on it, and right. somehow a, a, an ape evolved to be twenty feet tall. Yeah, that, that, it, that's about that's how tall King Kong used to be, right? I, I
1: think so. I, depending on the version you're yeah. seeing, uh, the original one he was just a pretty damn. Yeah, big th- ape, This yeah. King Kong is much much taller, but uh, uh, it was Willis O'Brien who first conceived of this rather bizarre idea. Many years later, because mm-hmm. I think uh, I think he might have had the rights to King Kong, or just had like more story ideas for King Kong. Because there, yeah. there were a few sequels. There was Sonic Kong it came um, out like within a year. Yeah, yeah real uh, fast. Uh, uh, there was Mighty Joe Young, which isn't a Kong movie, but it's another giant ape film. Yeah, uh, a, a few others, uh, and that sort of like trailed off. And there was this idea once Godzilla became big. To bring King Kong back in an American film.
0: Mm-hmm. And Willis so O'Brien uh, had this idea to do King Kong mm, versus, not what you're thinking, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. It was gonna be King Kong versus a giant Frankenstein monster. And it's, which, I just wanna see this, this, like, Dr. Frankenstein robbing, like, a giant grave. Although like, like a fifty-foot-tall grave, like right? Where did he find this grave? How did he get them fresh? I want to know the answer. I want to no, know no. what the plan was because it's such a fascinating. Did idea. you consider that he just needed a lot of bodies? I mean, I think they'd just be lankier than that. I can't imagine them actually having like you know the proper frame I'm just, no, just imagining Like, like, with just like get, one elbow onto, elbow onto another elbow Onto another elbow Until you get well, you like just a, get,
1: You just like Bundle together Like 50 femurs And you <sighs> just String them all together And make one giant femur I mean, out of just it.
0: Connecting them all To the central nervous system Is going to be difficult But Are, are you kidding it be bigger It'd be easier It'd be like Pulling well, big cables That was the joke That they had That was the bit That they added In Young know, Frankenstein yeah, like, Where it's like You need to get a giant, pre, a cause cause giant body part Because it's easier To do microsurgery On larger yeah, body parts yeah. makes sense In writing Yeah I'm willing To buy that logic Oh but anyway, but, so uh, that was the original plan, and the idea
1: was uh, King Kong was just going to be King Kong, mm-hmm. a giant animal, and uh, they would need to uh, juice up this gigantic Frankenstein. It would just be like shocked to life, like like it was in the original movie, mm-hmm. electricity, and uh, and every time it got shocked, it got stronger. This monster, yeah. and it was going to wail on uh, uh, King Kong. But somewhere along the way, mm. somebody leaked the script to Toho. Nobody knows who. But uh, this this wasn't uh, something that um, Mary and C. Cooper. Well, Maryinsky Cooper on.
0: actually sued to try to get this not ha- not try to make yeah, this but, not
1: happen. So somebody took it from him and gave it to Toho, and Toho says, "Oh, well, this is a good idea." But rather than uh, Frankenstein, we're just going to use our own monster, one that we have already. We're going to use Godzilla, which is mm-hmm. we haven't used for a couple of years now. Yeah. Godzilla was buried in Iceberg. And they were just going to keep on with new monsters. That's what they've been doing. We had Varan the Unbelievable. We had Mothra. Mm -hmm. We're we're good with these new monsters. And some of these have been pretty good. Uh, I like the Mysterians and I like Mothra a lot. I like Rodan. Yeah, Rodan was really good too. Uh, Simple, but good movie. Uh, So why don't we just take King Kong and pit...
0: uh, Pit him against Godzilla. Because the idea of the movie was also like a fight movie, like Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. We want to see who Mm -hmm. would win in a fight in a very adolescent playground kind of way.
1: But somewhere along the way, in sort of the adaptation where they Japanese screenwriter inserted Godzilla into the script, they kind of inverted the two monsters. Mm -hmm. So now it's Godzilla versus Frankenstein. But Frankenstein
0: is Godzilla, is King Kong. Well, sort of. Uh, They gave King Kong, in order to give King Kong more of a fighting chance against a nuclear-powered dinosaur with flame breath, Mm. they took the idea of King Kong getting juiced up from electricity and getting superpowers, much like Ernest P. Worrell did in Ernest Goes to Jail, Mm. uh, and gave that power to King Kong. Meanwhile, back at home in the United States where Will O'Brien originally pitched this idea and producers had basically taken it away from him and mutated into something he didn't want. Uh, it's been said that he was thinking about suing over it, but then he died very shortly after. And some have, have speculated that the, the, the debacle of this failed production was like the last straw for him. So it was just mm. a total tragedy. Um, In any case, what we ended up getting, since Universal wasn't really doing anything with Godzilla, with uh, King Kong at the time, and Toho wasn't even doing anything with Godzilla, really. Mm. They were just their big name monsters. Toho footed the belt. There were some stipulations. Apparently, there was a rule in place that the Toho version of King Kong couldn't look just like the Universal version. I think it had to have a different face. Yeah. So the animated face we get on this version of King Kong, it looks a little sillier to me. It looks a lot like the Abominable Snowman from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) Like, it's got these kind of, like, big white eyes with a black Mm. iris, and it looks Mm. looks a little cartoony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's not bad. Maybe it is. It's your... Hmm. taste i'm not a huge fan of doing king kong with a guy in a suit i think Hmm. there's something about it that makes king kong feel very different when he's a guy in a suit okay and it feels Well, but how how do you feel about godzilla as a guy in a suit because that that feels natural to me well because he always was yeah that's the thing i feel as though king kong even though yeah i know he's a puppet Hmm. but I feel as though that's the real King Kong, and he was available at the time. And instead, you cast someone to pretend to be King Kong. Mm. That would be like, if, like, oh, listen, Hugh Jackman isn't available to be Wolverine in Logan. Mm. But we still need to make this movie. So I'm going to hire... Du Grey Scott. I'm going to hire <laughs> Gray Scott, but not to do it his way. He's got to pretend to be Hugh Jackman. Okay. And we're going to say it's Hugh Jackman, but deep down in the credits, we'll say, mm. with Gray Scott, is Hugh Jackman. All right. See how that would be kind of weird? Like, some people wouldn't care. Uh, I would care. That's how okay. I feel about this King Kong. It just feels off to me. All right.
1: Yeah. I, I think this is a separate entity. It's a separate mm. continuity. A I, separate I can, Kong. I can, uh, I, I can separate my Kongs. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm okay with the way this King Kong looks. Uh, I like the way this King Kong looks. I like the character of this King Kong. I'm also really interested uh, in starting to look at these movies, because this is the return of Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And this is a time when Godzilla was still a monster, still kind of a villain. He was a bad guy. King Kong was the odds-on to win at the time.
0: He was the heroic figure. He was like a tragic character in his own story. mm -hmm. So he got top billing, even in in Japan. King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla was the secondary monster.
1: Yeah, Uh, weird. But it's interesting to start to analyze these films as... uh, If you start to see Godzilla as a symbol, not just of uh, nuclear destruction, but a symbol of the Japanese natural, uh, national character. Mm. Um, Godzilla was a nuclear monster created by nuclear destruction. It was a symbol of that destruction. It was reliving it. Godzilla would eventually become sort of a bad guy, and um, I read this really wonderful uh, essay by Walter Shaw, who's excellent, by the way. You mean Godzilla become a good guy? Or Godzilla became a good guy. Sorry. And uh, the idea that Godzilla started to represent not nuclear destruction, but sort of a, a, an id-like... Uh, Expression of Japanese revenge. Mm. This need to use its nuclear power in uh, like outwardly at interlopers, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, just but sort not of like reflect yeah. it back at you. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like Japanese society wasn't so keen on uh, enacting nuclear strikes themselves, but now that they had this sort of symbol of it, this uh, nuclear power monster, now it could fight other invading creatures. Yeah. Uh, Now, if you see King Kong Mm. as an American symbol, and many critics and pundits and uh, even my boss, Quentin Tarantino, have pointed out that King Kong is actually a a symbol for kidnapped slaves. Yeah. Uh, Taken from his his place, from his home, put in chains. Presented in chains. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. uh, Forced to perform for a white audience. Yeah. and if, if we're to sort of take this tragic American figure mm. and pit him against this tragic Japanese figure, what's mm. what's the symbolism
0: there? Well, but we've got to remember, a... why is he doing it, though? Mm. And in King Kong vs. Godzilla, mm. unlike the American version, where it's a lot more weird, superheroy primal thing, like they're all asserting their dominance.
1: Mm.
0: You're Ishira, you know about the more recent version. I'm talking about the more recent one. Right? In the original King Kong vs. Godzilla, directed by Ishiro Honda, uh, Ishiro Honda envisioned this it's actually a meta-commentary, actually, because he envisioned this as, why are they fighting? For ratings. Hmm. People are manipulating this <laughs> yeah, situation yeah. in order to extract entertainment. Well, they, and they, they are, are uh, being they are being exploited. They are creatures hmm. that are being exploited. It, it's not g- g- quite
1: entertainment. They are actually being used as uh, as marketing tools. So it's similar. Yes, uh, six it's, of one, half a it's, dozen. Because they're
0: being used by, by people who want to create good television. Yeah, very specific.
1: Yeah, I think... I, I thought it was because they were trying to market the the berry juice,
0: but uh... they are. But they're trying to do it through TV. the the We're gonna be talking about two different versions of this movie. This is another movie that when it came to America, they didn't just dub it; they shot new footage and they changed a few things around. In the original Japanese version of this movie, the opening of the film is actually like a TV series that would be like on like the Discovery Channel. It's all about science, and there's a pharmaceutical company that is sponsoring the show. The show is brought to you by this pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. brand. And they're mad that the show that they're sponsoring is boring and it's getting crappy ratings. And what they want to do is they want to take their latest expedition to go to this particular island uh, in in the South uh, mm. Pacific uh, and... Faroe Island. The, Not, the, nothing yeah. to do with Bergman's Faroe Island. But yeah. Yeah. Nor is it specifically Skull Island from the Universal film. Although maybe it's the same, name, same island, different name. Um, they're going to go to this island because this island allegedly has fruit on it that has uh, essentially magical, life-giving mm. uh, uh, like magical abilities it's a narcotic it does all kinds of wonderful things um not that narcotics are wonderful but you know you use them in medicine um and they're gonna go there anyway and they have heard that the locals on this island uh worship a giant monster god so they say you're gonna go to this island you're gonna bring back the monster Mm. that's the idea that is the plan and we're gonna use that to create great television so that we can sell our pharmaceutical products Is it thin? Yes Is it the entertainment industry as I know it? Yeah (laughs) The entertainment industry as I know it is extremely exploitative And extremely desperate All the time As we are recording this Warner Brothers is considering selling half of their movie music library For like 1% of the money that they owe Mm. Because they're in debt But like they're going to completely just strip mine
1: their, oh, yeah, their the, own library their own library oh god it's so embarrassing. which is just
0: like they're just a, people only care about the money they don't care about the art yeah. they don't care about the artists who are yeah. being exploited the
1: the joke I saw was King Kong the, the social media was uh, Warner Brothers is uh, going to offer
0: $25,000 uh to hunt the Animaniacs t- to death. <laughs> yeah. I quote tweeted that, and mm. I was like, David Zaslav is currently strip mining the mm. uh, uh, water tower at Warner Brothers to sell the scrap metal. <laughs> right. I, I joked that he's selling gremlin meat out of the trunk of his car. Yeah. <laughs> Can you eat gremlin meat after midnight? Uh, would that do something? I feel like that would do something. Oh, I mean, they're gremlins already. I, I didn't say mugwai meat. Oh, you're right. Because you're, that, that would be wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> what do you gizmo? But, yeah. but you know, Stripe? Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: you're pretty juicy at the end of that movie, if right? If you spin on a gremlin, does it multiply? <laughs> if you were to
1: shoot your uh, proton pack at a living person, would it snag their ghost out of their body? These are was... all the stupid questions we asked when we were that's, kids. That's a fair question, actually. I hadn't really
0: thought of that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's a fair question! Okay, anyway. I think it would kill you, then grab your ghost. Because it's still like you're being that's shot nice. with, like, energy that, like... Because hmm. we see it, like, burn toilet paper. This is not important. Spaces. This is not... <laughs> what are we here? We're talking about who would win in a fight King Kong versus Godzilla, yeah, for true. God's sake. that's all important. But, um, um, but... So anyway, that's the big setup and that's the, that's the commentary here. We're actually talking about not just East meets West, we're talking about the exploitation of uh, hmm. these creatures for entertainment and sales, marketing. Which, again... What are you doing? You're taking the most sellable giant monster from America and pitting them against the most sellable giant monster from Japan. That's what that's why we're here. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Uh, meanwhile, before we even get to Faroe Island, we also have to introduce the boring human characters. <laughs> and this time, they actually are pretty dull, because it's just like a couple people are like, I'm dating you, and I'm her brother, and I'm dating this person, and this will not be important later. The only reason we're here is to introduce a minor plot point that will be important later, where a guy has invented Super String. It is a micro filament like a fishing line that is as strong as steel, and it will be important later. And that's it. That's the only reason why we have an entire, like, five minute dinner scene in this movie is just introduced like super strong to
1: establish those characters and to introduce yeah this this cord which he he ties to a balcony and leans against and everybody freaks like, out no in, you're gonna fall no
0: it's really strong it yep, maybe the balcony isn't do you ever think of that like the string is fine but the balcony goes crunch ah whoops <laughs> land
1: on your strong string down there <laughs> it's okay it landed on string of course the, the, the string like how did you was... know there
0: would be string there to break our fall <laughs>
1: <laughs> Coil it up real fast. Use it like a spring. Uh, the only thing I could think of when he's testing that super string is, first of all, like it's it's gonna be like razor wire, right? Isn't it gonna yeah. cut him in half.
0: Yeah, it's really really. I, I, really thin I was wire. reminded of
1: the movie Johnny Mnemonic, where mm. uh, the the gangsters had that like laser filament thing that they yeah. could hold in two hands.
0: Yeah. and they tried to take people's heads off with it. Yeah, or the uh, do you remember uh, the counselor where they had like the automatic garroting machine? Oh, God, yes. You just like coil a wire on someone's face and like you snap it in place, and this machine like automatically contracts until it decapitates you in that movie. That movie, that makes that movie sound way more badass than it is. It's actually a really morose and melancholy depiction of grief and sadness. It's really terrible. I'm not a fan. I know some people are. I I don't, it's not for me. R.I.P. Cormac McCarthy. (laughs) Yeah, R.I.P. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, He was was writing uh, Blood
1: Meridian. He's gonna write oh, really? his own Blood Meridian movie. Oh wow! I didn't uh, know that gonna, actually. Taylor Sheridan, who did The Road?
0: No, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was um.
1: Hill, Hillcoat. Yeah, yeah, John uh, Hillcoat. Yeah, John Hillcoat was gonna do oh a Blood Meridian movie with wow with Cormac McCarthy writing his own screenplay. That's gonna be depressing. And uh, well, I mean, come on, it's <laughs> well, Blood Meridian. Well, I know it's depressing
0: stories ever. Anyway, um, so they go off to their big expedition, uh, and meanwhile. There is a mysterious glacier that is glowing in the Arctic, and an American submarine is investigating. Mm. And I love watching movies that are not originally filmed in English, uh, and then there are characters who speak English in them, and you could tell it's like, that's an interesting read. It's like an interesting Mm. line delivery. Everyone on that submarine is just saying their lines very unusually. And I kind of love it. But yeah, it's a glowing glacier. The submarine gets stuck in the glacier. They're trying to get themselves out. And then the submarine basically explodes. Mm. And out of the glacier pops Godzilla. Because that's where Godzilla was trapped at the end of Godzilla uh, Raids again. Which raises two very good questions. One... If you trap Godzilla in a glacier, wouldn't you keep an eye on that glacier? Wouldn't you at least, like, put a little flag on there or something? Like, those are my two questions. You would either keep an eye on that glacier constantly, put a radio tower on it or something, always know where that glacier is so that you don't fuck with that glacier at least, or stick a little flag on it with a little Godzilla... Maybe the Godzilla there's a, there's a logo. Godzilla we, in here, yeah. Yeah, like the Godzilla logo we have for Thank Godzilla It's Friday, which, by the way, was drawn by uh, my partner, author M. Lopez Da Silva. It's the shade-tipping Godzilla. Love that Godzilla. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's just ludicrous to me that you would lose Godzilla. Look... We've had Varans, yeah. and Mysterians, and so you, Mothras. So you think you would want to keep track of the only one you knew where he was?
1: Well, it's that it's a problem that's taken care of for the time being, and we don't need to think about it right now. That's that, the, we got bigger crises time, right now. This is
0: going to start happening every year uh-huh. with just that one Godzilla, like. Keep track of your kaiju. What we need to do. Keep
1: track of your kaiju. Keep track. You're irresponsible, Japan. I'm I'm
0: imagining like a PSA campaign that just keep track of your kaiju, and Mm. it's just like you know, a kid with a a camera on a leash. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. He's in that glacier. Are you sure? Have you checked?
0: Yeah. Well, we sent a submarine. Oh shit! Is it the kind of thing that can explode and crack open a a glacier and let a Godzilla out? So Godzilla. Breaks out, Godzilla makes landfall And honestly, for a lot of the movie We keep hearing that Godzilla is destroying stuff And we are kind of cheaping out And not showing most of it Yeah Because what we're really doing is spending most of our time Introducing King Kong So they go to Faroe Island And our two plucky pharmaceutical guys Are there And honestly, for a little bit It's Abbott and Costello go to Skull Island Um uh. Which is fine. They're entertaining characters. It they're, keeps the, they're okay. Keeps the,
1: keeps the tone light. There's a really wonderful bit where the octopus comes aboard, and oh yeah, wonderful close-up footage of this octopus. And they like, like a real,
0: mostly real octopus. Mostly a couple yeah. of fake octopuses when it
1: interacts with King Kong. But yeah, like they throw it. At, there's like a really wonderful shot where they do like it's like reverse photography where they yank the, the octopus off of King Kong's face and then yeah. they play it backwards It just kind of sucks onto his face. That's pretty cool. Very funny shot. Yeah. Um, there's no name for that there's... octopus.
0: That octopus doesn't have like a kaiju
1: name. No, it's just a giant octopus. Oh, and you know what like like they it, have. There's a, a wonderful bit where the, the Abbott and Costello characters are sleeping in a tent and one of them has gotten up and s- seen that there's octopus mayhem going on. Mm. The other guy
0: wakes up, what's going on? Giant octopus, hurry. <laughs> <laughs> What (laughs) They go to this island, and the island, much like Skull Island, the Mm. first people that they meet are the actual inhabitants of the island. Not the giant monsters, the people. Uh, Much like King Kong, uh, the depiction is very racist. Oh, incredibly. Lots of people wearing makeup to look like people they are not. Mm. Uh, The way that they find favor with the indigenous people of Faroe Island is rather interesting, because what they do is they give them cigarettes, Including the children, yeah, and they just say, "Oh, okay, well, don't tell don't tell anyone you got them from us." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure they'll buy that." (laughs) The kids on this island didn't get the cigarettes from the guys from Japan, so everyone's smoking and having a wonderful time.
1: This is the early '60s; kids just smoke.
0: I half expected like someone to just like look at the camera and go, "Yes, Morley's cigarettes;
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're great." I'm a real monster in the morning unless I have my Chestertons. <laughs> Chesterfields. Yeah. Morley's is the fake cigarette from the X-Files. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's one I always use because I want to promote a real cigarette. It was, um, what was it? It was Laramie's in The Simpsons. Yeah, Laramie's. It was Laramie cigarettes. Yeah, bless them. Chesterfields are real cigarettes. They are. Um,
0: Chesterton is a real poet. G.K. Chesterton, that's right. Yeah. Probably smoked, I don't know. Um, they assume the monster isn't real, but sure enough, they find the monster. Well, it's funny, because the, how they find King Kong is they're trudging around the island, and then one guy ends up, like, getting bitten by... He says it's a lizard. It's clearly, like, a puppet of a baby crocodile. Yeah. Uh, and he's, like, swinging it around, and you hear the crocodile go, swinging it by its tail over yeah. his head and, and screaming. Then he, and then he throws it, and then a guy... I don't know why this was necessary. Then shoots it. And much like at the beginning of like Tarzan the Ape Man, King Kong's like, "Hey, that was my friend." Rawr! And he breaks through a mountain. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, "Stop shooting my lizards." And they're like, "Oh shit." And they run. They run back to their to their camp. King Kong follows them, fights this giant octopus that just happened to be there that day i don't even know if it's local it might have been a tourist king kong fights it (laughs) he stomps it to a million pieces but uh, king kong also and this is king kong you mentioned this earlier Hmm. this is king kong's uh uh, weakness his failing if you will everyone has one everyone has a vice uh he loves booze and they yeah, make a berry it. wine from, the, from those magical berries I told you about earlier that knocks King Kong out when combined... With a, with a lullaby. With a local lullaby, which has a lot of percussion for a lullaby, but I guess it takes all kinds. Like, I can't quite imagine listening to, like... Okay, I just took... You know, I just drank some warm milk or had something else that's supposed to, like, help me sleep. I'm just gonna relax. Mm. I'm gonna put on some headphones... And I'm just going to listen to Pantera and just fade away. Like, no, that that's not really very lullabyish. but I guess it works for King Kong. Who am I to judge? <laughs> King Kong falls asleep and the guys are like, okay, this is what we do. We're going to steal King Kong. We're going to build a giant raft. He's unconscious, presumably for long enough that we'll get him home. We have no way of knowing that. And we're going to drag him behind us in a giant boat to Japan, and we have to do it quick because wonder, Godzilla well, is making all the headlines and we want our giant monster to make headlines instead. Yeah. Uh, and whenever he starts to stir, they just feed him more of the, the, the booze and he falls asleep again. Well, what happens is he really starts to stir and then they're like, okay, well, he's just awake now. We have to we have to cut him loose or we're mm-hmm. going to die. And then the boss at the pharmaceutical company, who is... He's, he's played a little bit like Groucho like he's got this kind of like glasses mustache larger than life kind of like always like mm. dressed dressed up a little bit silly oh, uh,
1: I, I saw him as like a mm. uh,
0: like a yuppie guy like business
1: businessman I imagine super businessman
0: I imagined uh, uh, you know he looks like Thurston Howell. There you go. yeah
1: like that yeah, like, guy. He, like the, the, kind the of like a cartoon arrogant rich guy kind of guy yeah yeah, yeah.
0: All right, well, we, I'm glad we settled on someone. All right. <laughs> uh, who played Who played Hell? It was Mr. Magoo. Who was that? Um... Jim Backus. Jim Backus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can't do a good Jim Backus. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Very good, lovey. Better. Thank yes. you. I'm glad someone could do a Jim Backus around here. Otherwise... We just have to cancel the podcast. Um, Everyone should do a good gym back. Backus. Yeah, they, they, they've got explosives all around King Kong just in case. They try to blow up the explosives, and they do! They blow up the explosives, and King Kong explodes into a million pieces, and there's just guts everywhere. At least that's what it looks like should have happened, but instead he's fine, and now he's mm-hmm. just swimming to Japan. Yeah. And scientists theorize that these two giant monsters are drawn to each other, With by some in, in inexplicable force, which is the kind of like half-hearted bullshit that they're going to end up using in the monster verse when Legendary gets its hand on it. Yeah, because that's literally yeah. it. Well, they don't like being in the same room together. They just hate it. They're going to yeah. fight. Yeah, it's like it's like casting a reality show. You yeah. know, you just get two people who will be really. Rawr, I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> King Kong and Godzilla do fight, and uh, they fight. Uh, they fight earlier than I thought. Oftentimes, these kinds of like oh, yeah, early they fight wait movies, until the third act. Yeah, uh, sometimes they wait until the last couple of minutes. I mentioned Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, which yeah. is one of the first movies to do this kind of big fight. Yeah, I, was, I was referring mentality. to the the Toho
1: movies. They usually right. wait until the third act. But like I was the, I remember, the monster
0: matchup, right? And I'm okay, I guess I'm okay with that as long as we actually get to see it. Mm-hmm. But I remember when we reviewed a long time ago, we reviewed all of the Universal Frankenstein movies. Yes. And there was a few crossover films, Abbott and Costello, House of Frankenstein. But the one that specifically promised Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. It's going to be those two are going to fight. They don't fight until the last 60 seconds of the yes, movie. The very, very um... And the fight gets cut off by an explosion. There isn't even a definite winner. <laughs> it's such crap I actually like most of that movie I think it's actually pretty good Because the Wolfman's basically the protagonist of that movie yeah, It's a pretty good Wolfman movie and, and that's
1: the one where Bela Lugosi plays the monster, right? Uh, I think Oh no, that was not Son of Frankenstein Was it Ghost
0: of Frankenstein that he did that? it?
1: might have been Ghost of Frankenstein He was the one
0: who, No, it was he, he It was Frankenstein meets the Wolfman It was, he Frankenstein was, he the was Wolfman Igor because, who wanted to put his brain in a Frankenstein body. No, no it was, it was Frankenstein meets the Wolfman that Bela Lugosi played Uh, Frankenstein, and at the end, I believe, of Ghost of Frankenstein, which I think was the one that preceded it, Frankenstein had uh, had his eyes gouged out or injured or something, Mm. and that's why, in that particular movie, Frankenstein always walks around with his hands in front of him
1: like that, because he
0: was supposed to not be able to see, and then they decided that that was kind of weird or something, so they decided to cut out that plot point, but Lugosi's interpretation, Mm. even though he's not considered the definitive Frankenstein, that stuck around. And now, whenever anyone mm. makes, you know, does Frankenstein, they do the out arms like out. Yeah. Even at the end of Gods and Monsters, which is all about Bride of Frankenstein, at the end of the movie, Brendan Fraser does the arms. Mm. That's stuck, even though there was never a justification for it anymore because they cut it out of the movie. Mm. Weird. And, it, and that became like default zombie after a while True. as well. Yeah, so it's like Yeah. Uh, arms hanging out in front of you. Yeah, like would, that, yeah. is, is that necessary? Not really. Why, why are your arms like that? I don't know. <laughs> Did a lot of lifting. Tradition.
1: <laughs> I had, I had cramps in my underarms It's really really painful.
0: <laughs> anyway, Godzilla fights King Kong, and uh, it's 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 <laughs> anyway Godzilla fights King Kong. You know, like how it is. Hold on, they fight. Uh, there's 37 minutes left in the movie when uh, uh, Godzilla is fighting King Kong, and I was like, okay, solid amount of Godzilla fighting King Kong. Hmm the first fight, very short, King Kong loses. Yeah, he gets knocked against a pagoda, if I recall. You know, he, gets, he gets the crap knocked out of him, basically. Mm. And um, uh, The only thing that'll get him going is this can of spinach that is the, uh, the red berry juice. In the American version, they specifically compare the lightning to Popeye spinach. Yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious. Um, they... Uh, uh, so that a loss. Godzilla has won. The fighting that we get, is very, very inspired by wrestling. It's so a lot of throws. King Kong grabbing Godzilla mm. by the tail, trying to swing him. Yeah. A lot of, like... Th- Which is... It l- ended up on the... Uh, great painting of that ended up on one of the posters. Mm. Oh, right, yeah.
1: Of King Kong swinging Godzilla around by the tail. Which I do
0: like think is probably where we got Mario swinging Bowser in the later mm. Mario games from. From 64 onward, that's a thing Mario would do a oh, lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, um... So, yeah, but... You know, we got the fight. Oh no, King Kong lost. But there's still about a half hour movie left. What are we gonna do? Hmm. Well, they've divvied up, like they, they they split up, and now King Kong is doing his thing. He's like breaking up trains, creeping on girls. The one of the women in the who thought like her husband was her boyfriend was dead uh, was like trying to find him, and then she's in a train, and King Kong picks her up. Like it right, does. Right. That's a very King Kong thing to do. Uh, and they're like, mm. okay, we have to stop King Kong. And we're going to do that because we have some of these berries. We're going to turn them into a fine mist. Mm. And we're going to right. play yeah. some really percussive jams. And King Kong's going to fall asleep. And the plan is, we're going to use that. Remember that wire? We're going to use that wire. We're going to wrap it around King Kong. Take a whole bunch of giant helium balloons. Float him. <laughs> lift King Kong up in the air by wrapping his limbs around razor wire that is then put like hundreds of pounds, not hundreds, probably thousands of pounds, tons of pressure pressed on this razor wire. And there's a hilarious image of King Kong just being carried away by balloons, like the house and up. Mm. But his limbs should be sliced off. That's all I kept thinking about. All of that would accomplish would slice off his limbs.
1: Hmm.
0: And then the movie's over. A little yeah. anticlimactic, but accurate.
1: Yeah. Uh, but as we learned from the remake of Mighty Joe Young, uh, bloody ape chunks fetch a higher price on the black market than a whole ape.
0: Is that um, in the remake of Beyond the a, I never saw
1: the remake of Mighty Joe oh, Young. Oh yeah, with, with <laughs> Shirley Saron, uh, they, uh That's what that movie's about? The bad guy wants to kidnap Mighty Joe Young. Uh-huh. And there's a scene where he's like, has finally captured him Is like kind of rubbing his hands. Ha ha, yes, now I have this ape. I will become rich somehow and... And they, then there's like conversation. Yes, I bet his, I bet his liver will fetch a very high price. Like you have a giant living ape, surely that's a greater asset than a giant ape liver.
0: Well, it's like, like a chop shop, you know. You steal yeah. a car, but you can get more for the individual pieces, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. So
0: yeah. we have learned that one, ape, got, that ape one chunks one billionaire <laughs> with a giant ape in their backyard. Mm-hmm. You only get one satisfied customer, and you only make one. We only make one sale. However, this guy gets a spleen. This guy gets a femur This guy gets a, you know, a mandible I don't know, like just. Do bifits stri- have mandibles?
1: A mandible is a jawbone Yeah, okay, so we do, it, yeah Things with mouths have mandibles, I yes I I thought maybe that ants was like a bug mandibles. thing
0: I knew ants had mandibles <laughs> right. I thought maybe the mandibles were those like Little side pincer things they have on their oh, mouths right. Like maybe that was a mandible yeah. It's Biology class was a long time ago And I had to study my butt off to pass I do not okay. remember most of it. If
1: you studied your butt off, it should have stuck a little bit. A mandible it is didn't. a jawbone. It didn't, and I'm glad. Anything with a skull and a mouth probably has it a mandible. It has come
0: up until now. Um, I graduated from high school 25 years ago. <laughs> I didn't need it until today. It okay, start,
1: start watching Jeopardy, and you know get, uh-huh. it'll become useful then. Um, I know many a potent potable. <laughs> the, um, so yeah, the, the idea that... A piece of an ape is going to fetch a higher price. That's mm-hmm. that's something we we know. It's established here. Yeah. So you 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 fee, you, you, you shove King Kong through a fine mesh screen, and you make these little bloody ape chunks, and then you sell mm-hmm. the chunks, and you you save the Japanese economy. It was Sorry, actually nice. was actually
0: thriving in the sixties, so I yeah. don't really need to save it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the plan is they're going to bring King Kong over to Godzilla, and mm-hmm. we're going to make them fight each other. And now we know. That uh uh and, and the image of the yeah, floating Godzilla and the it's, net it's is hilarious. great. Um and by this point they figured out that if you electrify King Kong, he gets superpowered. Hmm. I love how they try to explain this. Because in the in the Japanese version they say, well, there was a story of a man who in Europe and he was hit by lightning and he survived, but he was like a battery afterwards. He was like full of lightning. And I'm like, eh, okay, that sounds like an urban legend, but alright. The American explanation is hilarious because the American version, there's this whole wraparound device where someone's basically explaining that all of this has happened via a newsreel, mm. and just a guy at a desk explaining most of it, and occasionally he'll talk to an expert, and the expert it's... will say the stupidest shit you've ever heard in your life, like, um, um, and it's,
1: it's delivered so flatly and boringly, it's like, and, and yes, and and then we found these berries. Hello, my name is Stuffed Shirtman. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood.
0: This, things are going to get exciting today. The scientist that he is interviewing, he says ridiculous things like, "Of course, Godzilla uh, is a cross between a Tyrannosaurus and a Stegosaurus," and I'm like, "Is that an actual thing, or are we pulling this out of our butts?" Another thing he pulled out of his butts is that reptiles, not reptiles, 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 as we all know. Don't like electricity, but apes do. Yes, as we all know. <laughs> Again,
1: the, as we've established, this is clearly a remnant from the Frankenstein plot. I, I don't know why they left it in because it's, it's an so ape. <laughs> weird! It's so freaking now, weird. I, I'm I'm no expert. I'm not a primatologist. But as far as I know, there is not an electric ape outside of Pokemon. (laughs) Well, there should be. Sure. Yeah. I I would love to meet an electric ape, wouldn't you? Yeah. Look, as soon as there's an electric ape, humanity is fucked.
0: (laughs) Especially if he's 50 feet tall. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if he's 50 feet tall, we're in a lot of trouble, I think. Um... A few thoughts of mine before we get into the final battle between uh, King Kong and Godzilla. Mm. Um, one thing I've noticed in particular in this movie, and I think we saw it a little bit in previous films, but it's really pronounced now. The dorsal spines on Godzilla, whatever you want to call them. Mm. The big protrusions on his back, and they glow when he like shoots radioactivity breath. They are extra floppy. Okay. Now, normally, in a creature that has some kind of protrusion, like a like a tusk mm. or something like that, they don't wiggle around like a kid's got a loose tooth and it's about mm. to fall out.
1: Oh, have you ever pet a, a, an iguana? They got ridges down their back, and they're kind of soft. They bend back and forth.
0: I realize that, but that these are like clearly like bone protrusions. They're not actually like mm. fleshy. Are they? We yes. don't know that about Godzilla. I'm calling it now. But My thing they is, could, they flop they around. Could be
1: bone, or they could be. They could be just scales. They they
0: flop around like nobody's business, and I kept thinking to myself, maybe Godzilla loses those like a moose loses its antlers. Okay, like they fall yeah. off, and then yeah. a new one grows back. Yeah, it's like I think a it's shark's a, tooth. Isn't that how King Kong gets his axe in the legendary uh, movies? No, the. Uh... I don't, I don't remember what the axe was made of. the axe was made out of, like, a Godzilla thing. Was it? Okay, I know, Maybe I'm I know. remembering it wrong.
1: I know it, it was leaning up against King Kong's old throne.
0: Right, but I think originally it was came from, like, a I was, Godzilla like, ripped book. off of a Godzilla. Maybe remember. I'm remembering it wrong. I don't know. I only saw that movie the once. Uh, but the other thing is, these guys are now at the point where, when they're in these costumes, they're not just, like, trudging through little train station sets. They're about to throw down. Mm. And you do not want a solid, hard spike on your back when you're going to be rolling around getting tossed all over the stage. So I think we're starting to, there's some certain practical practicalities that are starting to come into play in these costumes and the Godzilla costume in this movie is starting to look a lot more like the classic Godzilla that would become the norm Mm -hmm. after this. There are clear definite differences in terms of like his stance, in terms of how many toes he's got. Um, we're starting to see the proper classic Godzilla now. Um, Godzilla and and uh, King Kong fight, and they fight with about eleven minutes left in the movie. Yeah, and, and it's pretty spectacular.
1: Um, eh, it's okay. uh, just like in uh, in the Flash, they have to. There's mm. a lightning bolt that uh, will shock uh, King Kong back to life at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. It looks like everything's lost. Well, and that's probably more, really more of a Shazam thing as well. I guess a Shazam. But a lot yeah, of lightning. Looks like everything's Wait. lost. Lightning turns Shazam. into Shazam, lightning turns the Flash into the Flash. Mm. Same lightning. Sure. Okay, great.
1: And, and doesn't Wonder Woman have some lightning powers or some something to do with she, lightning? She's, she's like ridden
0: lightning bolts with like her lasso. That's right. She yeah. rides lightning bolts. Which... And she's also yeah. Greek themed, much like Shazam, like mm. Greek mythology themed. So maybe the Flash the, is just like Speed of Mercury kind of thing. I thought Shazam was part of, what was the name of the ancient
1: city where Black Adam showed up?
0: Well, that it? was in, when Black, like, the idea is every single like culture has like a different acronym. But oh, Shazam yeah. specifically has like Strength of Hercules, well, Hercules of Zeus. Solomon, yeah, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Eh, sure. I don't know.
1: I don't care. <laughs> I don't either. It's just,
0: it's just stuff.
1: I, I, I care much more about Godzilla and King Kong. Now, I um, you don't. They, they tumble down uh, a mountain, and ultimately, King Kong stomps Godzilla into the ground. Yeah. Uh, now, it turns out, we'll learn in a sequel, that he's being stomped underground, but in this movie, it looks like he's just being mashed into paste. Yeah. Like, until he's indistinguishable from the dirt. Like, like the soldiers' bodies in well, the and they, Fury. And they like fall,
0: looks uh, like they fall into the ocean at the end. Yeah. There's a one hilarious bit in this fight where King Kong is, is wailing on Godzilla and he's throwing boulders at him and King Kong, I don't know if it was like a victory dance that went awry, but he's winning. Mm. He's kicking Godzilla's ass. He throws boulders at him from afar. And then he just flips over, rolls past Godzilla, and hits his head on a rock. It's like he just stepped on a banana peel. <laughs> and now he's unconscious, and even Godzilla's like, that's a little anticlimactic. Mm. And then fortunately, thank God, there was a thunderstorm, lightning, lightning, and now Godzilla's got electricity hands, mm. and he fights Godzilla to the death.
1: Yeah.
0: The end of the movie, it's pretty clear, and even Toho like announced it, in case anyone didn't get it. King Kong beats Godzilla. King Kong starts going home. Every, even all the humans, even the ones who tried to exploit him, was like, eh, fuck him. He deserves it. Like, yeah. just
1: go. Go with and our he blessing. And swims out into the ocean. That's a famous shot of, yeah. of King Kong walking out into the water.
0: It, it's like uh, Bill Bixby at the end of The Incredible Hulk, like, mm-hmm. you know, just hoofing it, like, with his thumb mm-hmm. out. Like, just King Kong's like,
1: eh? eh? I like to think, like, King Kong's walking out. He's like, gotta get home. I'm starting to sober up and this is not acceptable. <laughs> Just fucked up a giant lizard. What am I doing with my ape life? I don't life? Even know that guy. My God. Like, I mean, he's clearly a People dick, ha- but I never met
0: him. People ached us on. Why am I so susceptible? <laughs> why, I, why is peer pressure such a thing?
1: I need to go talk to that giant octopus. It was my shrink.
0: Oh. <laughs> the, the legend... Of King Kong versus oh, oh this is not true. <laughs> this is, well, it's not. It's the story that it, of the of the falsehood is true, but there is a falsehood. Hmm. According to bullshit, yeah. someone made up something in the nineteen sixties, and it stuck, and people started treating it like it was fact. I used to believe this. Like I remember being told this on the playground in elementary school. That's how ingrained. Hmm. This urban legend was. was. But because there are technically two different versions of King Kong versus Godzilla, they tell basically the same story. The American version cuts out most of the human drama and the comedy. Godzilla strikes about 20 minutes earlier than in the previous Mm -hmm. version. But they're basically the same except for the wraparound sequences uh, in terms of what actually happens in them. Uh, But they're different versions. And there was a rumor that... In the American version, which of course is the only version Americans could see for a really long yeah. time, uh, King Kong won, because King Kong is the American monster. But in Japan, the rumor went that that movie ended with with Godzilla winning. Mm. And that was bullshit. That's not true. No, there, there, is there, was... a, there is a subtle difference in the endings, uh, in that in the Japanese version, uh-huh. as King Kong is, is swimming away... You can hear Godzilla's roar as well as King Kong's roar, implying Mm. that they both survived.
1: Uh, And in American version. It was just just sort of like a little coda, like a fun
0: little music. It was a sound effect. It wasn't.
1: wasn't, Something diegetic. It wasn't solid.
0: But in the American Mm. version, it does seem to be only King Kong roaring. So that seems to be. That that wasn't a detail. That's like the closest mm. that can come to being any sort of reality. But even that's really thin. The,
1: uh, the thought being that, uh, yeah, the American monster wins in the American version, there were mm. there was an American version, people mm. knew that the Japanese version was different, mm. uh, and that Godzilla was the preferred monster to win mm. in Japan, so King Kong was killed in that version.
0: Totally untrue. Yeah. They never it, shot a different
1: version, they never wrote another
0: version. It uh, sounds like a good King- idea, though, which I think is why it stuck on because that sounds fun.
1: It sounds fun, but at the same time, Godzilla's the bad guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Why, why would Japan want the bad guy to win? Because, again, this predates Godzilla a firmly taking position as the hero of the series mm. rather than uh, the villain or the, at the very least the anti-hero. Yeah. There's, there's bits in this movie where they're speculating about Godzilla. Why does he keep coming back to Japan? What's his deal? And they talk about, like, well... These result stomping grounds. In the American version, they say that they had found like fossilized bones of similar creatures to Godzilla, so it's probably his home. Um every time we do this and we see like Godzilla go on a rampage and he'll burn through a city or whatever, he just keeps walking. Hmm. And they always like run into like, oh, Godzilla is now like walking through this glacier, or he's walking through this uninhabited part. And I'm like. Leave humans out of it for a second. Let's just leave the fact that, like, Godzilla and humanity, we have trouble coexisting just because of the scale of it. Yeah. And just Godzilla doing literally anything around human civilization is catastrophic for us because we're just so tiny to him. Leave that out. Just, just assume that we are nothing to Godzilla. We're not a consideration to Godzilla. Yeah. A Lo- Lovecraftian creature. Which is, honestly, seeing God's uh, King Kong fight Cthulhu, the the octopus at the beginning here was kind of fun, actually. Yeah, because there's always been kind of a Cthulhu elements to Skull Island. But um... <laughs> what does Godzilla want? Like, leave us out of it. What does he want? <laughs> what is his mission? What is he? I guess they have a the mission, but like, you know, animals uh-huh. will like pursue something we want to build a nest we no. want to uh find a hunting ground we want to keep roaming there's something that is a pursuit what do, if we stopped bothering him mm. what would godzilla do okay, let me ask would he you just this. find a place to just sort of settle and then we could just avoid him what what is your cat's mission to nap, <laughs> and so I'm okay. not bothering him. Mm. And then
1: he naps, and then we're good. Godzilla is, is an extraordinarily large yeah. animal drawn to sources of power, which is what humans produce. Uh-huh. So it comes into cities and smashes stuff up. Uh-huh. Uh, what is God? What is what does Godzilla do in between the movies? Usually asleep at the bottom of the sea, right? Or bumming around on Monster Island, which we haven't yeah. been introduced to yet. Yeah. But uh, just hanging out, being an animal. Yeah. Godzilla's just an animal. Let him hang out. Yeah, so let him hang out. Let him hang out? Stop well, bothering him! Okay. If, if a bear goes into a movie theater, you don't uh-huh. just let it hang out. You call animal control. Uh huh. Because it's going to wreck stuff. Because it's a bear. Right.
0: Uh, Godzilla is not a bear. No, but. Godzilla is Godzilla. The point He's is. He's a guy. Godzilla is <laughs> Godzilla, a person. You
1: don't just sort of let Godzilla go because Godzilla's going to smash stuff. You have to stop Godzilla now before he smashes more stuff.
0: Uh-huh. If uh, that bear had beaten up Anguirus, uh-huh. I would probably be like, you know what? Let the bear have it. See The the, the bear wants it more. Okay, I respect so the bear. A,
1: a moose is smashing up a 7-Eleven and a bear comes in and trashes it. Uh-huh. And then the bear goes across the street to the movie theater and uh-huh. starts trashing the movie theater. Do you let it go? I'm not touching him. I'm letting the bear go. Uh, look, I'm not fighting a bear hand-in-hand bear. That's a bear, hand-to-hand that's hand-to-hand a bear who wants to
0: see a movie more than I do today.
1: I suppose so. <laughs> Cocaine bear is playing. <laughs> Point is... I I th- I'm not going to fault the humans in these stories for I mean, I mean, trying to stop Godzilla
0: from I, smashing up there. I shit. will fault the humans for uh, how they handled the Varan situation because that was clearly Varan was minding his own goddamn business. Yes, but that, definitely, that's, a, that's a rare instance. There are definitely Kaijus who were minding its own business. Mothra was minding his own goddamn or her own but goddamn mm-hmm. business. They were mm-hmm. Mothra was minding her own goddamn business. Y'all fucking started it. Okay, a lot of kaiju are minding their own goddamn business. Godzilla I feel like never had a chance Mm. We just got off on the wrong foot with Godzilla Like he just ended up in the wrong part of town And it's just like oh well this really wasn't made You know like in in, uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 Where it's like Ralph will get in the car It's like oh this wasn't made for a big boy You know like that kind of thing (laughs) That's just Godzilla in like a city Like oh well this wasn't made for a big guy Mm. Sorry about that How else am I supposed to get out of here Stomp Stomp, stomp. Why are you surrounding me with electrical wires? It's so rude. Smash, smash, smash. All right, there. I'm free. Why are you shooting at me? You guys see, made that place like crap. I, I don't... Every place in the world is like a, a a driveway filled with kids' toys, and Godzilla just got out of the car. Like, he's just... I'm I, sorry I, I, see, I stepped uh, on your Matchbox cars.
1: I see, I, I don't what with the music and the look of Godzilla I don't That's see our him music as, mm, I don't see Godzilla as a, a dainty apologetic animal okay Mothra's is a little bit daintier a little bit more apologetic well, doesn't doesn't I, destroy I mean, things out of spite or anger I'm Godzilla is an angry creature Godzilla Are they? longs to for destruction. And in fact, we're gonna get some translations later in this series, Okay. where Godzilla essentially just says "no fuck off."
0: Okay. Uh, Listen, when we get there, fair enough. And Godzilla fights a lot. That's an angry dude. Yeah, well, a lot of people fight if like it's their job. (laughs) He's
1: not not getting paid. He's he's just an angry. He's
0: just a gigantic angry animal. When when do people start accepting Godzilla as a hero? When he starts fighting people for him? Hmm. When other monsters come along Godzilla started off as a wrestling heel And gradually went face Yes, And I think face is where Godzilla really belongs And I think As someone who Bringing it back around to the movie tribute showdown When I started that That was a very wrestling themed show I was a heel when I started Because someone told me you'll be a great heel And I'm like okay Never felt right And it wasn't until I became a face that I really found Mm. my footing I think that's Godzilla. So I have a lot of sympathy for Godzilla. Mm-hmm. All right, Godzilla started off wrong. It took I've, him a while to figure out where he was. I I, I see Godzilla's arc as
1: being, like, he was uh, like, like a bitter, grizzled ex-con who just was really angry and starting bar brawls and shit and mm-hmm. eventually was hired as the bouncer. You like you, this, you, yeah. you need to, You need to channel your anger somewhere, Godzilla. You need to sort of direct it in a constructive way.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how I see Godzilla. I just want one... Like image of Godzilla There's this one shot of Godzilla In the first legendary movie Mm. Where Godzilla is like We finally get a really good big hero shot of Godzilla And he's kind of like You know Pulling himself together He's putting up his dukes Mm. You know like he's ready to fight I want that image But he's wearing a white tank top And jeans with like some scuffed With (sighs) like some scuffed knees Like I just want that bouncer Godzilla just to be like, all right, here we fucking go. Snap your neck a little bit dramatically, you know, like mm. your mom told you never to do because you'll break your neck. Like, it's not a thing. But, like, yeah. All right, here we go. Boom, boom. I'm Godzilla. Just, thought, like, one quick throat punch. Yeah, and it quickly. And then,
1: and then he catches you, takes you to the bar, and says, you're going to be, behave tonight. Yeah. Okay. Good?
0: Yeah, I'm going to behave. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. All right, put some ice on that. You'll be fine. Anyway, uh, Godzilla versus... Be, be nice until it's time not to be. King yeah. Roadhouse with Godzilla is not a bad pitch. Um, King Kong versus Godzilla. We would eventually get giant kaiju Frankenstein. Yes. And we will be covering it because it's all kind of connected. So at some point in the near future, I think in about a month, we'll be covering Frankenstein Conquers the World, and then shortly after its follow-up, The War of the Gargantuas. Yeah. And I'm very excited for all of that. And uh, uh, there's like apparently the giant octopus was supposed to appear in Frankenstein Conquers the World, uh, but uh, never never ended up being in the film. Mm-hmm. So sorry, giant octopus. I still think the giant octopus is yours, a kaiju name you know what's wrong with just giant octopus well it's more of a category than a name i suppose so that would be like uh uh what's your name bearded film critic it's, it's kind of rough it's a name i suppose your parents mm. thought you'd grow into <laughs> it's kind of rough when you're in first grade this is a... <laughs> not quite accurate yet <laughs> um i don't know i would love to I, i'm curious if anyone wants to join us on twitter what do you think the giant octopus should have been named like as their as their kaiju name, let's give hmm. them a kaiju name because they they got kind of screwed out of one. It's not fair. Because um, like yeah, it's a giant it's a giant octopus. Sure, King Kong is a giant ape. Still a kaiju at least in this version. Hmm. At least in this version. Come on. Anyway, last thoughts on uh Godzilla, King Kong versus Godzilla, Whitney? Um,
1: I, I dig it. I love it. Yeah. I, I this was uh, in my experience the the official turning point in the Godzilla series. The like first couple were a little dour. This is like They're the a little gold down finger beat. of Godzilla. Yeah, movie. this is where it like yeah. really calcified and turned into something yeah. that it was going to continue to be for the remainder of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Uh, it was
0: such a huge hit, so they were like, okay, from now on, Godzilla yeah, fights other monsters. That's the, that's the premise. Well, and, and
1: Godz- this is also when Godzilla became Godzilla. This is when uh, Godzilla became the focus of most monster movies, became the yeah. most famous one. Uh, prior to this, they were just trying out a bunch of different monsters. Godzilla yeah. just happened to be one mm. of the first ones. Uh I like this Godzilla. I think a little character is beginning to emerge with Godzilla. Yeah. I think a little uh, characters is beginning to emerge with the monsters. I think the monster performers are getting a little bit more enth- enthusiastic. I think the filmmakers are getting more enthusiastic about mm. this stuff. They realize that they have hits on their hands and they get mm. to do broader, larger, bigger bigger budgets, a lot more special effects, sillier things. And
0: I appreciate, and I think the original Japanese versions of these movies sell this a lot better than the American versions because the American versions, they're watchable, they're punchy. Hmm. Uh, the um, the dubbing is real hit or miss. Yeah. Like it's sometimes are really there, bad. It, there's bit. rarely a movie where the dubbing is good, at and... least consistently. Yeah, it, there's some really bad bits here. But the American versions they cut out all the thoughtful stuff, like all the commentary about like you know uh, marketing and television. All that stuff is really not in the American version at all. Mm. And I think if you only watch the American version, you'd be forgiven for thinking this movie, which is, which I like. Mm. I don't love it. It's not my favorite version of King Kong. Um, I think that the human characters, you know, I've, I've gone to bat for human characters in these movies. And I think it's better that we have them than that we don't. Mm. But I also think that this is not the best way to use them. They're kind of just kind of forgettable side characters for the most part. Yeah. Um, Like, I like it okay, but I like the Japanese version a lot better, because the Japanese version actually feels like it's about something, and the American one is basically exactly what the Japanese version is kind of making fun of. Mm. This is a marketing stunt, and that's all it is. We have no other interests other than showing Godzilla and King Kong fighting for you. Right. And there's a certain irony there, which I appreciate. (laughs) Um, So, I like it. It's, It's nowhere near my top... It's not in my top three or anything so far, but I like it, and I'm very curious to see how the formula evolves from here. But before we get to the next Godzilla fight movie, which is Mothra, Mothra versus, versus Godzilla, Godzilla, which again, yeah. Mothra, still in the lead, mm-hmm. still in the hero position. Godzilla's the heel yeah. at this point, yeah. We're going to have one more unrelated monster movie, and that is, well, we have a few more coming up, actually, but there's another one in the middle. This is Attragon which is a Sea Serpent film about, like, a super submarine.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> and that Sea Serpent no. will eventually come back into play and destroy all yeah. monsters. Yeah, Manda is the, the Sea yeah. Serpent's name. So we're going to talk about Atragon. Oh, I forgot one thing about King Kong vs. Godzilla, actually. Uh, in the American version, they reuse a lot of footage from the Mysterians. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they cut in... They keep. Cut, we're going to cut to our communications satellite so that mm-hmm. we can speak around the globe. And the communication satellite is the alien space station from the Mysterians... And, and i'm watching this with my partner and 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 they're like is that a space that's not a satellite that's a spaceship i'm like i know it's a spaceship why do they keep calling it a satellite it doesn't look anything like a satellite anyway weird that's thank god till it's Friday, everybody <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to thank god till it's friday we think you're great we're really really happy that you're here with us thank you to all the support we received for this new show a lot of people seem to really like it. It means a lot to us. If you want to hear our upcoming episode about Atragon and you're listening to this on the main feed, on the free feed, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your regular podcasts, mm-hmm. that episode is up already on the Patreon page. Patreon, you get your Thank God Till It's Friday episodes one week early. That's at any tier on the Patreon page. Uh, additional... Offerings of the Patreon include our weekly Star Trek podcast, all our yesterdays, we review every single episode in order. Our Oscars podcast, we review every single nominee for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Commentary tracks, we got uh, Discord hangouts, trivia nights. Our patrons mean the world to us. Without you, our shows would not exist at all. So thank you for from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you to every single one of you, everyone who can afford to join us. Thank you, and if you can't and you want to help out the show. Tell a friend about it. That would be really, really great. Leave us a review that helps us in the algorithm, a star rating, even just one sentence, boom. It really, 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 really helps. And if you want to join in the conversation, it's really easy to do. Send us an email. Our email address is letters at critically acclaimed.net We might read your email in an upcoming episode of our podcast, We've Got Mail. If you want to send us a physical piece of mail like someone recently did, and they actually even sent us a couple of King Kong, uh, sorry, Godzilla. Actually, no yeah, King Kongs yeah. yet. We got some Godzilla action figures, and we love the pieces. Whitney, what is our PO box? Yeah, send it's uh, a letter to the critically acclaimed network PO
1: Box six four one five six five, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero six four.
0: And of course, we're on Twitter at Critic Acclaim. I'm at William DeBiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. And until next time, raar.